from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Welcome to the Wellness Wednesday edition. It is um, great to have you here. And as I'm um, looking at the uh, headlines tonight, and we're gonna, we've got Dr. Jeanette Nishwat uh, scheduled to join us, and she's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ask her about some of the of the stuff that's in the headlines because um, just announced that uh, Hamas has released um, some more hostages. This is on the sixth day of the ceasefire. Now, here's here's my problem with where things stand with that at present. <clears throat> the um, the idea of the ceasefire, the temporary ceasefire, was so that um, you could get some of these hostages released. And Hamas has figured out that if they slow walk this process, and so you've seen fewer amounts of hostages released in each ensuing day, uh, that they're gonna they're gonna put a choke on the entire process. And I had someone come up to me this morning at the gym um israeli friend of mine that's been very concerned and he goes to israel you know four or five times a year and he's like kevin i think that what they're going to do is they're going to offer a permanent ceasefire for the remainder of the hostages and there's a lot of political pressure that's being put on benjamin netanyahu obviously for uh what's what's going on and and how things proceed from here um, that I that I don't know that is all that helpful, friends. There's no way that they can, in any fashion, allow Hamas to continue to exist after this is done. So they took these hostages, knowing that they would have some bargaining chips in the process of trying to stay afloat, stay in existence, and now we've given them six days to rev up their inventories I don't know if, they, if they're getting things I'm sure that Israel's trying to prevent any type of weaponry at all from from getting into Gaza but there has been you know six days of reprieve from keeping the Hamas terrorists on the run that now they're they're recouping and they're figuring out if we stretch this out maybe we make this last a little bit longer a little bit longer uh, and remember that the head of Hamas said that, that October 7th was just the beginning of all of it. That their intention is to keep going at this until they've wiped Israel off the map. So, for whatever the protests here in New York, and, you know, you've got the tree lighting tonight and other things, and you know that there's going to be <clears throat> protests and things going on, uh, the, the end game here is that Hamas wants to still be in existence. So we're trying to um, get the hostages to safety. They're trying to keep their terrorist operations going, and that's that's the bottom line. Anyway, um, the the latest on on these particular hostages is that they released two Israeli Russian hostages, a mother and her daughter. Uh, the hostages were Irena Tati, seventy three, and her daughter Elena the Trufanova. I think is how you say it. At age 50, uh, this was the sixth release of hostages under this temporary uh, pause, uh, and the terrorist organization had previously released 60 Israeli women and children, 21 people of other nationalities since Friday, while Israel has released about 150 Palestinian prisoners. And just for what it's worth, my, my own feelings on that, 
these this is not equitable in any way. Um, these are grandmothers and babies that Hamas took. They weren't lawful combatants. They didn't they didn't go in there and take IDF soldiers. <clears throat> they didn't go in there and take uh, people that were in uniforms. They went in and took vulnerable women and children and took them out of homes and took them out of places where they were just living their life. The people that Israel is being forced to give up are people that have carried out actual murderous, contemptuous attacks against the Israeli people. Uh, most of them have been charged with attempted murder or murder itself. And so this huge amount of murderers that they're getting back for the handful of babies that are coming out at the same time, to me, it's, it's just, it's unjust. And all of it's unjust. The, the media playing this role that these re, these reunions between the, the hostages and their families and, you know, it's, they're putting this rainbow and this, you know, sparkly smile all over this and say, look, oh, this, these families are back together. No, they're not back together. Many of these children are coming to family members that aren't their mother and father because their mother and fathers were murdered on October 7th. There's nothing happy about this except that they're no longer in that danger. And I'm going to ask Dr. Nishwat about this, but she's worked with critical crisis uh, care in, in terms of post-war and post-rape and post-assault uh, type of type of trauma. Uh, th this is anything but a happy, happy thing. Yes, we're grateful that the hostages are being released and being reunited with families that they never should have been separated from. End of period. End of statement. Period. Never should have been separated from them. This is this is not even getting back to what I would call you know break even because you've got families whose fourteen hundred members are dead, and for some of the hostages being released, they don't even know the extent of the number of family that they have that are dead. So even coming back into freedom and into safety is still going to be traumatic in a significant way for a lot of them. We'll get into that uh, with uh, Dr. Nishwat a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> there have been a um, there have been a number of, of hostages that have been released, and uh, Wednesday's exchange came as officials from Israel, the U.S., and Qatar negotiate a potential second extension of the current ceasefire. Israel and Hamas originally agreed to a four-day. And, and th that's all, all. All that means is that Israel's not firing on Hamas. Because Hamas, they've had their, their capacity to conduct their, their hostilities basically eradicated. Now they've had six days now to rebuild whatever they could. Um, but they're saying if there's no agreement, Israel may resume its military campaign against Hamas in Gaza come Thursday. And even if they get all of the hostages back or if they don't, it's my it's my opinion that they've got to they've got to follow through on this. There is no way that Hamas can stay in power. That can they even stay in existence and Israel be safe. This this attack demonstrated just what utter low-life dogs uh, Hamas is. And this is not about a fictitious land called Palestine that never existed. This is about the people of the state of Israel living in safety. And those that people that that are in the state of Israel, some of them are Palestinian Arab people. But they've chosen to be lawful, peaceful citizens in the state of Israel. And that's one of the reasons why Israel is such an incredible place, because it is a it is a place that ecumenically looks like the region. You've got Arabs that even hold positions in the Knesset, representing swaths of voters that are in the in the state itself. Anyway, Kevin McCullough coming back. Uh, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat joins me, and a little bit later on, um, well, something else interesting to close with. Anyway, stay here.
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750 or BigLou.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All right. Every week, we promise you, you're going to get a real-life question answered by the real-life Mike Connors of Connors and Sullivan. And, Mike, this week's question comes from Frank on Staten Island. He said, my ex-wife and I are divorced, but not legally. We are still close friends. If I die without a will, can she be put in charge of disposing my assets? Now, right away, Mike, I'm seeing this word legally pop in there i'm thinking oh that's a that's a landmine in and i don't know what that is if they're not divorced they're married correct now unless they have a separation agreement or something like that he would be his next of kin and would ordinarily be entitled to be the administrator of the state now if he doesn't want that he could do a will and then it might be a question of who abandons whom if anything and it could get very messy and tricky but she would be his next of kin uh, if they don't get legally divorced. So, yes, she could be the administrator of the state. Of course, why not do a will and appoint whoever he wants to to be the executor of the state? And I think that would solve the problem. Well, it almost sounds like he wants her to be put in charge uh, of disposing the assets. So it's like, I don't know. you gotta, you got to decide what you're going to do and then make your uh, plans based uh, on that. But, Mike, I'm sure that this is not the most unusual circumstance that's been brought to you over the years. No, and in a lot of cases, even ex-wives, ex-spouses, are appointed because let's say you have minor children and your ex-spouse is the parent, natural guardian of those children, you might appoint that, you know, ex-spouse to be your administrator, executor of your estate. Yeah. Because that's the person to take care of your children. So it's a logical choice. Well, the point is, uh, friends, those of you listening, you want to make sure that you're well prepared and make your plans uh, as best as you can uh, in in time uh, before the uh, ultimate happens. And that's why you need to call 718-238-6500. Set up an appointment. Have your end-of-life plans taken a look at and make sure you are well protected. 718-238-6500. Nobody does it better than the Connors and Sullivan team. And then send your questions to AskMikeConnors at gmail.com, AskMikeConnors at gmail.com. He'll answer them Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas says the protests are a sham. There are people trying to manipulate public perception and using these rallies to do that. It's the PR war. The radical left excels in this, that they, that they can get, you know, thousands of people out to give the impression that, oh, there are a lot of people that are, you know, uh, that hate Israel. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now boys, from boys, New York, boys, boys, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys, McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've known. All right, Kevin McCullough, it is Wellness Wednesday, and that means that uh, we focus a little bit more on the health of uh, side of the news and what's going on. And sometimes that is not disconnected from the major headlines themselves. Dr. Jeanette Nishwad is back with us. And uh, Dr. Jeanette, I think it's been a few weeks since you've been on, so it's good to reconnect with you. I hope you had a good holiday. 
Yes, it was wonderful. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving as well. I was watching all of the uh, Nishwat uh, food creations uh, on the social media, and I just got more and more hungry as I went along. In fact, you did a uh, you did a, a a fun little quiz. You you asked people to guess what a certain dish was. What what was in first? Tell my people what were in what was in the dish. Okay, yes, it's the traditional the dish of the country of Jordan because I'm Jordanian, and it consists of meat and rice and almonds and Middle Eastern spices and a Mediterranean type of yogurt, and it's just it's absolutely delicious. You'll have to we'll have to save you a plate next it time. It looked <laughs> incredible, and um, then I did not know the name of it, but you know I've Mixer. been. Okay, I've been to <laughs> Israel a couple of times, and there are you know there's a lot of rice protein types of dishes that yeah. the, that they like to serve in that region. So um, maybe at some point we can talk about the the health ramifications of a diet based on rice and yes. chicken. But let me let me start with the more serious stuff first. Um, we have begun to see uh, a number of these um, what is now becoming somewhat um, familiar. Uh, images of hostages being released. I told my listeners the last couple of days that this is, this is not, I'm, I'm joyful that families are being reunited, but this is not the happy thing that I, that I think some of the media wants to make it out to be. These babies, these older women, these hostages should never have been taken to begin with. This is a tragedy, but there is even probably more that they're going to have to face coming back and you referenced that on the social media just this last week Dr. Jeanette what are you what are you anticipating that some of these hostages are going to need to to deal with and to face as they come back to their lives as they know them now yeah, you know, it, it's a blessing to see some of them being released and I do hope and pray that all of them uh will be released um you know, so sad what we're seeing at the hands of this terrorist organization. But the first thing um, that happens is when a hostage is released, you know, it, it's not just, you know, okay, we got him out. That That's step one. Um, you know, they get in an initial health care check. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've had a chance to see um, when the hostages are released at the, at the border through the Red Cross, um, there are several ambulances with doctors on standby, and that's to provide them a quick, immediate health check. For example, one of the hostages has blood pressure issues and has been this long, apparently, um, from what I've read, without her blood pressure medication. Oh, wow. And so if you're... If your blood pressure is too high or too low, you know, that can result in a stroke, that can result in a heart attack, it can result in, um, you know, kidney problems. Um, so they receive first an initial health check where um, they'll make sure that, you know, they don't have any open wounds or, or bleeding or anything like that. And then they're, they're going to be sent to a hospital, um, one of six hospitals in Israel. Um, you know, for example, the children will probably go to the children's hospital with, and, you know, the health ministry in Israel, um, very highly capable, very highly competent, you know, best uh, health care in the world, um, you know, for some of the things that, that they do. And so they'll undergo a, then a thorough a, a medical evaluation. Sometimes, they, for example, if they have, you know, an injury, they may have x-rays, their vital signs will be checked, their electrolytes will be checked. Um, a lot of them will probably be be malnourished and dehydrated um so that's why sometimes they do blood work to check their electrolytes because obviously we need to re-nourish them we have to be very careful not to do it too quickly um there's a syndrome called refeeding syndrome um that's a metabolic uh, problem so if you replace lost electrolytes for example too quickly that can be very dangerous and then remember uh, kevin they've been underground you know for what over a month so um you know, we worry about, again, electrolyte abnormalities, low vitamin D, their eyes will be checked, their teeth will be checked. And then, of course, you know, psychologically, they have to, you know, we have to make sure uh, that they receive the care and the assistance that they need to get through such a traumatic, uh, such a traumatic environment. It all starts with being exposed to a strong support care with their family, mm. their loved ones, even their pets, and, and then assigned a, a psychiatrist or a social worker. Um, to help them, you know, get back to their normal life again. But for some of them, it's going to be a while. You know, some of them, we, they have been, possibly have witnessed family members murdered or maybe they have family members that are still um, being kept as hostage. So a very difficult, devastating situation. We definitely will continue to pray, to pray for them. But it's going to be a step-by-step 
um, you know, situation to provide them with the treatment and the care that they need um, after they are assessed by the medical professionals and provided the appropriate treatment and care, which, you know, again, could be including, you know, treating different injuries, administering their medications, providing counseling, you know, medical support, mental health support, um, and help them to reintegrate back into normal life again. Well, in what I'm hearing from you, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I want to make sure that this is what I'm understanding is that for almost none of them, life is ever really going to look normal again. Like it's changed permanently and to the degree that they need ongoing medical or psychological assistance, that will probably vary person to person. But you're saying that they need to be prepared to look at life differently than they did before October 7th. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. But, you know, humans are resilient and and with the grace of God and with prayer and with family and a strong support system, we can at least do our best, do the best we can to help, you know, treat possible post-traumatic stress disorder or depression that may lead to suicide or drug use or alcohol or substance abuse or generalized anxiety disorder. So you're absolutely right. Um, and it depends on the, on the age as well of, of each hostage. You have anywhere from a 10 month old up to, you know, I believe 85 years old. And so each one will, will require, will require different care that will be likely, um, you know, customized to their needs. But I think the best thing that we can do is, is just pray, provide support and, um, and go from there. I want to be delicate with this, but I, I think it's probably a legit issue. Do, do you, do you suspect that there will be sexual trauma that some of these girls will have had to face and deal with as well? Yeah, it's quite possible, you know, during the physical examination that they will undergo in the hospitals, you know, the doctors will examine them for signs of rape and for war crimes and, and torture. Um, and if there's any evidence or even if the, the hostage says, yes, this is what happened to me, they'll be examined. Evidence will be collected. And you're absolutely right. It's a very sensitive and traumatizing and just truly, truly devastating um, for innocent, you know, women and children and, yeah. and men even to have to go through this. It's just so inhumane, so vile and vulgar and so well, it's one of the reasons why I don't I don't like the uh, press's equivocation of the prisoners that Israel's giving up, which are largely convicted murderers or attempted murderers, uh, yeah. men that are, you know, in their teens to their mid-20s, uh, et cetera, in exchange for these hostages. It is not equal. It is very Absolutely. disproportionate. And these were innocent girls, innocent women, innocent uh, older women. Um, the, the terrorists took who they took for a reason. And I, yes, I'm thankful to God that they're, they're being reunited with family, but they're, we're a long way from, from having anything good happening here, uh, in, in my estimation. And I, I just hope and pray that we can create a world in which that is addressed soon. She's Dr. Jeanette Nishwat. We've got more to talk about. It is Wellness Wednesday. Please stay with us. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting the Israeli military says 10 Israelis and four Thai nationals have been released from captivity in the Gaza Strip and have been returned to Israel. It was the sixth such release by Hamas under a ceasefire between Israel and the militants. Israel is to release 30 Palestinian prisoners later. International mediators are racing to extend the truce deal to facilitate the release of additional hostages held by Hamas. The ceasefire is set to expire early Thursday. The Japanese Coast Guard says a U.S. Air Force Osprey based in Japan crashed during a training mission off of the country's southern coast, killing at least one of the eight crew members. Japanese Coast Guard spokesman Kazuo Ogawa says the cause of Wednesday's crash and the status of the seven others was not immediately known. This is SRN News. Calling all patriots, join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Don't miss the new movie by Dinesh D'Souza, Police State. Mega Republicans threaten the very foundation of our republic. 
are we becoming a police state? The government is trying to crush the conservative movement, our society, and our freedoms. They define you as radical. How did we give the state this kind of power? If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Police state. Buy it or stream it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Want more of AM 970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM 970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle, sponsored by our good friends at LEED, is back and bigger than ever. For six years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, our friends at Law Enforcement Against Drugs and the LEED guy, Nick DeMuro, are sponsoring the giveaway. And the grand prize total has been raised to $18,000 to pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Go and like the lead Facebook page. Boom! That's the entry. Follow them on Instagram. Boom! That's the entry. Take a quick survey and yes, boom, that's another entry. Lead gives you so many chances to enter to win. Don't miss out. Go to am970theanswer.com today and enter to win the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, sponsored by Lead Law Enforcement Against Drugs, on the street and in the classroom, creating safer and healthier communities free of drugs, bullying, and violence. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you in Increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back. It's a Wellness Wednesday and uh, talking about some very serious aspects of health as it relates to the hostages that are being um, freed in Israel. And we we are anticipating hoping that all of the hostages will be released, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, um, but my concern from the beginning has been, and it is because I'm a father of an eight-year-old daughter, and I, I just so identified with those parents who uh, saw their babies taken on October 7th, and it, it's been kind of a nightmarish thing for them ever since. And if I feel that way about it, I can only imagine that the parents uh, and the family members. And Dr. Jeanette Nishwat rejoins us. Dr. Jeanette, that's part of the thing, too, here, is that a lot of these children are coming back to families that don't exist because some of their parents were killed in the process. And in terms of their own health, they're going to have to adjust to living with other family members and other living arrangements than what they were taken from. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, reconnecting with a strong social support system with family, this is usually a crucial, a critical aspect of the recovery process. But if your parents were, you know, sadly killed and murdered by Hamas, then you've lost those connections. So in a sense, you have to start from scratch. But it's, you know, it's obviously it's going to be difficult, The you know, based on your age. You know, if you have a 10-month-old baby, it's not going to be as difficult as a 5- or 6-year-old that knows very well who their parents are right. and um, will take longer for them to recover. But th- that's why it's, uh, you know, the specific steps taken based on various factors, based on their age, what happened to them, what they wis- witnessed. Do they know exactly what happened when? while they were taken hostage underground in, in Gaza and how long were they 
you know, have they been held captive? What happened to them while they were there? What type of support were they given while they were held hostage? So all these factors have to be taken into consideration. And then once they are released, um, you know, you have to be careful. You cannot just interrogate and interview a child. That can be very traumatizing to them. You have to wait. Well, I was going to ask, do you think it's Israel's policy that they're going to take them through all of these, uh, the hospital and the doctors and stuff, or do they, do they connect them with their, their parent or their family member first and then have that family member go with them through that process? What, what do you yeah. think the situation is? Yes, what they do is allow for close family members right now to be with them in the hospitals. Even pets they're allowing in some of these hospitals just so that they can have a sense of home and family again. But that's, you know, being with your family is just as good as any medicine when you're in a, a traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. So that strong family support, the, the hug of your mother or your father or your, your sibling, that is critical. That is crucial just to allow that child or whomever was released as a hostage to feel support to feel love that is what's going to help in the recovery process if not more you know probably more than you know a doctor providing you know a, a medical care in the initial phases of course it's all uh, important but uh, initially it's going to be it's being done simultaneously from what i have read um that is being done by the health ministry they have uh, what's called a medical and resilience team a team of highly trained doctors and nurses um who are primed and know how to handle released hostages so that they can provide step-by-step care for all of these hostages and make sure that all of their needs are met and to make sure that, you know, six weeks from now or six months from now or six years from now that they have consistent care and good quality care so that they don't have any, you know, for example, relapses into depression or um, thoughts of suicide or that sort of thing. Well, and you, you come at this from kind of um, a different perspective than a lot of people because you've been in wartime situations and you've seen uh, the trauma. Uh, you were telling me uh, during the break that um, you treated women that had been um, raped and assaulted in the Ukrainian-Russian uh, conflict. And this is really something historically that that battling forces have, have done to inflict psychological pain on their on their enemy and it is inhumane it is cruel it is it is horrible and yet dr nishwat no matter how complicated and sophisticated the world becomes it seems like uh, evil returns to the same the same practices every time i mean it's really sad yeah, it is. It's despicable, disgusting. My my second trip to the Ukrainian-Polish border was specifically because of the need of a female physician to help um, care for uh, those who were uh, raped and sexually violated um, at the start of the Ukrainian mm. war. And, uh, you know, of course, it was difficult with the language barrier. Um, and so I would have to take care of them. And, and it was hard. Uh, it was it was not easy. These, these young women, we'd have to make sure, you know, is, is pregnancy an issue, STD treatment, um, uh, you know, UTI, you know, they're traumatized. They need medical care. They need psychiatric care. But at the same time, they're desperate to leave. They They're, you know, they are fleeing um, Ukraine to get to the surrounding countries, and, and I don't blame them. Um, they just wanted to get out, and, you know, even if it meant broken bones and, and burns all over their legs or if they, if they were raped. Um, and so I pray for them. You know, some of them, I don't know what happened to them. They fled at least to a country where they were safe. And it's, it's sad that that had to happen. Safer, but at least, yeah. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, we're talking Wellness Wednesday. When we come back, I'm going to shift gears completely. We're going to go uh, something much more positive. Stay with us. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn. They went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity. And by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees. And now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month, receive 
receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to puttanesca and, of course, their fresh marinara. They're family-owned and operated. It's authentic. Everything is made completely from scratch. Even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide, they make it right there at Michael's of Brooklyn. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Join their Sauce of the Month Club. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations. That's 718-988-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn serving the community since 1964. If you go to relieffactor.com, you'll read testimony. I believe those because I've met people. I told you the guy told me at a speech he threw away his cane after taking Relief Factor. You have back pain, neck pain, leg pain, any muscle or joint. Please try this for 1995. There is no solid argument against trying it. If 1995 right now is a little tough for you, skip lunch. Life is always a trade-off. And who who wouldn't go without pain if it meant, let's say, missing lunch or breakfast, which I miss anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm a big fan of this product. Give it a try for three weeks. Doesn't work in three weeks. Cancel your order. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show. You guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970. The answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh. All right, final few minutes with Dr. Jeanette Nishwat on this edition of Wellness Wednesday. So grateful, Dr. Jeanette, for your insight uh, and for what you've seen and where you've been. You really do have some unique um uh, perspectives on all of this, which is very helpful. But I want to shift gears because I want to go back to that happy uh, social media feed that I saw all these beautiful dishes being made in the in the Nishwat household and all of the, the, the Thanksgiving feasting and everything else. Yeah, I got so hungry, I think that I gained like five pounds just reading your social media posts. Um, so if that's the case coming out of Thanksgiving... And we're just opening the window here to all the parties. In the spirit of wanting to get through the, the holiday celebrations and enjoy them to my max, um, what are some good tips that you're letting patients know, hey, you can do this and it'll help you get through the holidays in a healthier fashion? Well, look, the holidays are once a year. Christmas, especially my favorite holiday, is once a year. So my my thing is just to enjoy the holidays. Just be be smart, moderation. You know, if you're going to try something, that's fine. But, for example, if you're a diabetic, you want to be careful about the sugar. For example, drinks. Say you're having alcoholic beverages loaded with sugar. Um, eggnog loaded with sugar. So you want to be careful with um, grazing and calories adding up. And it all starts with, number one, processed foods. Be careful with the processed foods. Lots of refined sugars is where we um, see uh, a lot of the calories that pack on people gain weight during the holidays 
Um, so I would just say watch what you're drinking and watch the processed foods and stay active. Even though it's really cold outside, just make sure that you're, you're staying active and still getting 150 minutes of activity each week. That's the recommendation of the American Heart Association. Also still making sure that you're getting enough sleep. Um, seven to eight hours a night is, is the recommendation. And, um, I say don't wait till New Year's to have a New Year's resolution. You could start now if you, Decided, you know, you want to maybe shed a few pounds or, or change up your lifestyle um, by maybe it means no smoking or getting more fruits and vegetables and fiber in your diet, cutting back on red meat. That's not something you have to wait till the first of the year. You can start that now, and that way you have a head, a head start for the new year. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking as you were mentioning all of the lovely things that we want to enjoy, all of the desserts, you know, all of the all of the pies and the cookies and the eggnog and all the stuff you were talking about it all comes out like people are like you know there's there's candy bowls sitting around with chocolates in them and stuff like that so um and and in the spirit of you know like wanting to enjoy yourself are there things like maybe when you're not at the party or if you know you've got a party like this weekend maybe you eat you know uh, more green leafy vegetables all week long so that you're in a better frame of your 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 biology is in a happier place if you do indulge a little bit more on the weekend at the big party. I hear what you're saying. So you're saying be good during the week and then have a cheat day, huh? Is that what you mean? Well, maybe, or or but is there is there a sense that I don't have to like punish myself and not enjoy the good stuff at all? But maybe working in some of those things that you were talking about those those. Those good green vegetables, the roughage, the fiber, all that other stuff, that helps the system uh, do better, no? Sure, absolutely. Um, and again, I, I think, you know, uh, the holidays is once a year, and, and moderation is the key. I think uh, we have to keep in mind our happiness and our mental health is just important as our, as our physical health. And if you're going to try one you know, cookie or one item that maybe is not a fruit or a vegetable. I don't think that's going to kill you, but you do have to keep in mind. For example, if you have high blood pressure and you're going to eat something salty or if you have diabetes, just keep that in mind to make sure that you don't overdo it because you know, we might just say to ourselves, oh, I'm just going to take a little taste of this, a little bite here, a little bite there. All that grazing, all those calories add up, the sugar adds up, and uh, the salt adds up. And the key is um, we, we don't want to spike up your blood sugar and then it shoot back down. Down. We want to keep keep it baseline level. Yeah, and you're it. absolutely right. The, the fruits and vegetables can help with that. Well, and let me ask you this, too, because I was just uh, talking to someone the other day, and they talked about this. You know, in the cold, colder months, we tend to not think that we are as thirsty as we are in the hot months. So I think water intake sometimes kind of goes down a little bit in the colder seasons. Um, making sure we're get, we're still drinking as much water as we're supposed to be is really key during this stretch too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, sometimes our bodies um, cannot decipher between thirst and hunger, and then you add the variable of temperature um, that can, you know, uh, trick your body. For example, some people, when it's freezing cold outside, they may be drinking alcohol to warm up and become can become easily dehydrated and put themselves in harm's way, especially if they have any underlying medical conditions. Um, but yes, it's just important, uh, just uh, important during the winter as it is in the summertime to stay hydrated. And it's even important to wear sunblock in the winter because we still have UV rays that that shine through, even if you don't see the sun out and it's cold out, outside. So you're absolutely right about that one. Hydration uh, is important. That's why I always say to my patients, stay warm and hydrated. All right. So <laughs> final question and this is this is going to be on the more fun side what is your favorite holiday dish what what's in it and why do you like it so much Oh gosh, my favorite dish is a dish in, in Arabic. It's called wadig diwali, and basically it's stuffed grape leaves. And I actually had it this uh, past Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm not a big turkey. I person. think you made it. Um, I think I saw some some uh, Instagram on that. Oh my gosh, yes, it is so delicious. It's stuffed grape leaves, stuffed with rice and meat and spices, and then you sprinkle some lemon on it, and it's just so delicious. And uh, I will probably gonna make it again for for Christmas, um, but that's my favorite. And I think probably because I used to make it with my mom growing up when I was a kid. I used to cook a lot, not so much these days, but um, it's the stuffed grape leaves. And also, you can do the same thing with stuffed cabbage. 
and it's called well, in fact, in that region of the world, and I mean from southern Europe all the way through the Middle East, it seems like every country has a variation on that same dish, whether it's yes. cabbage or grape leaves, but there's always like some sort of protein, maybe a little bit of rice in there. And I've had them in many different countries and many different, and i got to tell you, it's, it's one of my favorite. Uh, so good, isn't it? It's, it's delicious. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> And uh, now you're just making me hungry again. So thank you. Uh, for, we started out with that, and then we're ending with that. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, I always appreciate it. And uh, just for the sake of everybody's good health, if you, if you are feeling a little under the weather, and I got to tell you, this is a true story. This is not this is not made up. We were in Italy. I was a little under the weather, uh, not eating the stuff that I'm normally eating. I had my little bottle of BC Boost there. I got the little sniffles. They were gone the next day uh, because, you know, the, the the nutrition of what I needed was was right there in them. So bcboost.com if you want to know more about Dr. Jeanette's uh, passion project as well. Dr. Jeanette, thanks for being with us tonight. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Donnie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in. Eye on Real Estate. Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's hard to believe, but the holidays will be here before we know it. So why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with absolutely every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and onto sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first-class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar, bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. That's 212-633-1231 or NewYorkCruises.com. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-555-2085. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous Previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, final few minutes um, on Wellness Wednesday. And uh, thank you to Dr. Jeanette Nishwat for being with us. Thank you to Balance of Nature for sponsoring the Wellness Wednesday broadcast and for all the good 
that the fruits and the veggies continue to do for my body. I just, I am so grateful for Dr. Douglas Howard and for the entire team at Balance of Nature. I uh, started taking them um, eight years ago. Used to get seasonal bronchitis every time the weather changed, and it would often develop into a very deeply felt chest congestion and coughing and everything. Sometimes it would take me off the air for a few days at a time. And um, since since Dr. Howard and since the fruits and veggies, um, I've had maybe one episode of that in eight years. And you know what? You, you know why it occurred? <laughs> because I had stopped taking my fruits and veggies for a while. Um, and so I'm just, I'm deeply grateful. Um, and anything that... Um, uh, anything that uh, that that you know you you need to know. They've got health coaches when you when you call and you you get your first supply. It's just it's it's just a great great sponsorship. I'm so thankful that they are part of the the family here. Um, final few minutes here. I just I ran across this headline earlier today, and I just I'm reminded at times that we are we humans are vulnerable and very fragile. And, you know, this is the end of the year. This is the time sometimes when uh, corporations are making changes and people sometimes are losing jobs or moving on to other opportunities. And life changes a lot around us. And I am grateful that when people who got things wrong say that they did. Um, and I was reading in the Epoch Times today that as the dust settles from the COVID-19 pandemic, um, and the fallout over lockdown policies is becoming more pronounced. Some lockdown proponents, like New York University professor Scott Galloway, have admitted that they were wrong for supporting lockdowns. L listen to this. Mr. Galloway was on with uh, Bill Maher last weekend. He said, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. In retrospect, I was wrong. The damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risk. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our great people at the CDC, I'd like to thank the governor. We were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. He said, referring to the Centers for Disease Control and Governor Cuomo at the time, etc. He said, but let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable and let's let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness. Um, the Epoch Times writes that uh, he's not the only one to admit he was wrong for supporting them. Dr. Ari Joff, a clinical professor of pediatrics at the University of Alberta, Canada, and an attending physician in the pediatric critical care medicine department there, also supported lockdowns. So did Kevin Bass, a seventh-year medical student and researcher at Texas Medical School. Both now say they were wrong because of groupthink and fear-mongering rather than the information. And both push back against Mr. Galloway's notion that the powers that be were, quote, doing their best. Um, and they go on to explain that they looked at data at the time and they came to a different conclusion than Mr. Galloway did. The important part, and I think this is significant, is that all three of them now say that the policy was wrong and that it shouldn't be revisited if we were to have another pandemic in the near future. All right, that's it for Wellness Wednesday. I'm Kevin McCullough. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time.